It's another morning, and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late, you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield, the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems, like pricey transmission and engine repairs, and check engine light mysteries. Visit CarShield today at carshield.com carlson. Plans include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash carlson and save 20% today. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Monday, January 9th, 2023. Stand up for your country. Well, as we predicted, and it wasn't hard We have a new Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, who endured 15 votes to get there. So we knew that McCarthy was going to be the Speaker because there was no other viable candidate. And about 200 Republicans wanted him in that office. But 20 held out. Very conservative, most of them. And it wasn't a bad thing that they dissented. Um... But at the end, it devolved into something not good. And that is the subject of the Talking Points memo. So I'm not a party guy. You all know that. I don't follow the inner mechanisms of the Democrats and the Republicans. What they do doesn't concern me unless it hurts or helps you. And in order for that to happen, it has to surface into legislation or hearing. And then I get involved. But do I follow Kevin McCarthy's career? No. Now, Pelosi was a different animal, all right, because she was hurting, in my opinion, the country. And so I did follow her. But generally speaking, I'm not real interested in the inner workings of either party. 
But here we had a transition from Democrat House, Pelosi, to a Republican House by your vote. And we wanted to see how that transition went down. And we did. And at the end, it was bad. So there were some good things that came out of it. So the 20 dissenters, they got some concessions from McCarthy. And the concessions were that the way that bills introduced by the speaker is going to be different. 72-hour notice, not one of these big drops. And most legislation the House puts forth will be very clear and concise, not these humongous omnibus bills. That's a good concession, okay? That one congressperson can file for McCarthy to be replaced. That could lead to chaos. Um, I don't see it ever happening, but I'm not going to argue with it. And term limit vote. Now, term limits are never going to happen. The Senate's never going to do that. But the vote is fine. It's significant because it's symbolic. Most Americans, including me, want term limits. These people are in there far too long. Mitch McConnell should have been, you know, dropped in the pond years ago. But he's there ad infinitum. Now, the two um, villains, if you will, because they're both going to get hurt, are Lauren Boebert from Colorado and Matt Gates from Florida. Now, Lauren Boebert just won by like 250 votes, and she's going to lose next time around. Gates, uh, I don't think he'll lose. Um, he's in a very conservative Florida panhandle district. But believe me when I tell you that their fellow Republicans in the House and elsewhere do not have a good opinion of these two. Why? Back to me, please. Because they were gloating. You know, it was midnight on Friday, and it was a fait accompli already right, that McCarthy would be the speaker, and these two held out, and they didn't do it with any dignity. There was almost a fist fight between Congressman Rogers of Alabama and Gates because everybody knew they were grandstanding it. You know, they were doing this for their own fame. They had gotten the concessions that they wanted. And there was also a lot of back dealing I didn't tell you about, about people putting certain people on committees and all of that. It's called horse trading. Always happens. Okay, but Gates and uh, Boebert beyond the pale. And it's just coming from a guy who doesn't care. But I I went, you know, these two, it's too much. So politics is they're going to remember that they being the fellow House Republicans and the people in the district. Going to remember. So they may think Boebert and Gates that they were, you know, Victorious here, no. You mark my words. All in all, we now have a House of Representatives that is functioning. We'll see how well it does. You know, again, I'm going to watch it because what they do in the House affects all of us, all of our lives. And we hope the Republicans are honest. I don't want to see any um, fake trials like the January 6th committee. On the Republicans, I want to see due process. If they're going to accuse anybody on the Democratic side, including the president and his son, Hunter, okay, but let's have a cross-examination of the evidence. Let's do it the right way. 
not the January 6th committee way, which was a total fraud. And that's the memo. All right, President Biden's in Mexico. Uh, he's meeting with Obrador, president of Mexico. Obrador's a corrupt guy. Uh, he doesn't run his country. The drug cartels run Mexico. And, you know, Obrador will do some things like uh, capturing El Chapo's son last week or whatever. But all in all, Mexico is a very corrupt country. I've told you that. I will not go there. That's how corrupt it is. And Mexico is a beautiful country. I've been all over Mexico. I'm not going again. Um, and then Trudeau is coming down from uh, Canada for this uh, meeting in Mexico City. It looks to be mostly about trade to me. Nothing on the border is going to get done. You got, you got to threaten Obrador like Trump did. And again, I'll just reiterate really quickly what Trump did. And I know this as absolute fact. He told Obrador, look, if you don't put the Mexican army on the Guatemala border and on the American border to stop this mass migration into the United States, I'm going to designate all the drug cartels as terrorists under the Patriot Act, and we're going to go in with drones and special forces and kill them all. That's what we're going to do. Now, is that a bad thing? No. Should the uh, cartel be designated terrorists? Yes. What they are doing with the drug smuggling is killing hundreds of thousands of Americans. They are terrorists. So this Patriot Act should be used to wipe them off the face of the earth. If Obrador was not corrupt, he would work with the United States to defeat these people, to kill them. They need to be killed. All right. If you capture them, okay. But this is, you know, when you read Killing the Killers, my book, Killing the Killers, you see how Trump decimated ISIS and they did it by killing the ISIS leadership. And that's what you do with the cartels. I mean, who's opposed to that beside nutty progressives who, I guess, want open borders and open drug uh, smuggling? Anyway, Biden never do that. Obrador is not afraid of Biden. Biden's got no gambling, no chips in the game. Nothing. He'll just go in and he'll sit there. Now, Trudeau, he's got a lot of fentanyl problems up there in uh, Canada. 21% of the Canadian population is addicted to some kind of substance. That's a lot, okay? And um, there are thousands of opioid deaths, mostly fentanyl, 76% fentanyl, in Canada. So Trudeau should be outraged, but he won't because he's a legalizer. That's what Trudeau is. He's a legalizer. Once a legalized, drugs across the board. So they're going to sit there, and nothing's going to get done about drugs or the migrant situation with Obrador. Obrador is going to now, why Trump didn't do the designation of the terrorists is because Obrador folded, okay, and he said, oh, I'll put the troops, and he did, which is what cut down migration in the last part of the Trump administration. And then Obrador gave Trump a more favorable trade agreement that not many people know about. So Trump walked away from that negotiation a big winner. Biden's going to walk away from his negotiation this week with nothing, I predict. The Biden administration spent $324 million in taxpayer funds last year on medical and dental health services for 
undocumented migrants, 324. Nearly 112 Americans, 44% of the population, say they are struggling to pay health care bills here. 44% can't pay their own health care bills, insurance and things like that. Yet, Biden spends $324 million on undocumented that he allowed in with the open border stuff. Interesting, right? The El Paso visit on Sunday. Didn't get much coverage. Nothing happened. Biden flies in. Uh, Air Force One. He's on the ground for less than three hours. He walks around. People tell him how bad the situation is. He nods his head. He doesn't say anything. I can't even give you a soundbite. All right. It's just ridiculous. It's absurd. And the only reason he did it is because he's being criticized for never going to the border. So after two years, he finally goes for three hours. Total waste of time. It is worth repeating, I don't want to be repetitive, but I have to repeat this, that two years ago, Joe Biden took an oath, his oath of office, to uphold the laws of the United States. That includes federal immigration law. He has not done that. He violated his oath of office, which is an impeachable offense. Will the Republicans go after him on that? I don't think right away, but it's in their back pocket. Joining us now from Washington, Andrew Arthur is a resident fellow at the Center for Immigration Studies. He is a former immigration judge. He knows what this is all about. So, Judge, uh, did I set it up in any way that is erroneous or did I leave anything out that's important? No, and you made some uh, very critical points. President Trump was willing to use the economic, the diplomatic power of the United States in order to force the Mexican government to control their own southern border. That's really the only way that you're going to control uh, our southern border uh, is by stopping those migrants from Central America, South America, and now all around the world from coming to the United States. And that is a key failure and error of the Biden administration. The Biden administration announced last week a number of different things, quotas on Venezuela, Nicaragua, Cuba, Haiti, all of this, um, to show the American people that they were at least engaged in this problem. Did anything Biden did last week, is anything going to come of that to de-infensify the problem? No, in fact, it's going to make everything worse. Uh, President Biden announced that he's going to make 360,000 uh, slots available. He doesn't have the power to do it, but he's going to parole 360,000 people from Nicaragua, Venezuela, uh, Haiti, and Cuba into the United States. And most remarkably, Bill, he's going to set up a uh, process by which migrants can phone ahead for interviews at the ports of entry. These are migrants who don't have any right to be in the United States, where they can be interviewed and then released into the United States. I guess his idea is that there is some set number of people who are going to enter the United States illegally. We know 2.2 million were apprehended last year entering illegally on top of 600,000 who just came right in and didn't get caught. But yeah, so all of those people who, you know, don't get those um, opportunities to come to the United States, who, you know, don't want to show up for their interviews, they're just going to continue to enter illegally. And until 
President Biden actually enforces the law that Congress has written, and that means by detaining aliens, by prosecuting aliens for entering illegally, or by doing what President Trump did and sending aliens back to Mexico to await their asylum hearings, nothing's going to change, and this is only going to make things worse. That was the Remain in Mexico policy. Now, for the last two years, um, people and, and the cartels take money to transport people here. They tell them when you get to the United States on their soil, you want asylum. And then the Biden administration was just releasing them, just basically saying, yeah, show up in five years when your hearing will be set because they have such a backlog and you can go wherever you want. But the law says that you can't apply for asylum in the middle of the Arizona desert. You have to go to one of the ports of entry. But Biden didn't enforce that, correct? Yeah, and what uh, what the law actually provides for is if you get apprehended entering illegally, you can ask for asylum, uh, but you're also supposed to be detained. And in fact, it's that lack of detention bill that has created this crisis. Remember, President Biden in his FY 2023 budget actually asked Congress to cut the number of detention beds he has available. He only wanted 25,000. You know, the one good thing, if anything good came out of the omnibus was Congress said, no, we're going to leave that at 34,000 beds. But, you know, funneling migrants through the uh, ports, funding, funneling them across the border illegally, all of this is in violation of the law. And it is those violations of the law that has created this crisis and that aids and abets the cartels you're talking about. The cartels will send over large groups of migrants, knowing that the Border Patrol is going to have to rush over, flood the area with resources, send in buses. That creates corridors that the cartels can use to then ship that fentanyl into the United States. Bill, 107,000 Americans overdosed on fentanyl uh, last year. More than that, and Judge. More yeah, than that, yeah. because a lot of those fentanyl deaths aren't, aren't categorized that way in the local areas. But the diversion tactic is, as you just pointed out, send a few hundred migrants into one place. Border Patrol has to come in and regulate them and then leave the other parts empty so the cartels can bring in the narcotics. But it doesn't seem to me that Joe Biden really cares about this issue at all. And I think that's apparent. I don't think anybody could make an, an argument that Biden cares about this. So then the key question, Judge, becomes, why does he not care? Yeah, you know, I actually uh, have a couple of different thoughts on that. One, we know that most Americans don't really know how bad the problem is. In a recent Harvard-Harris poll, 87% of Americans uh, you know, underestimated the number of migrants who, entered who were entering illegally per year. In fact, 57% of them weren't even close. They were, you know, wrong by at least half. Two, Democrats really don't care about this issue. In polling, we know that uh, immigration, illegal immigration of the border, are an issue that polls, you know, it, it's the bottom of concerns for Democrats. Why? Three, why, why don't they, with the astronomical amount of money being spent on the migrants themselves, not only on dental and health, but you've got to pay for where they go, okay, how to get there. Then when they're there, the education, they have to be, you know, transported. They have to be put up places. It, it gets into the hundreds of billions of dollars after a while, you know, and, and Democrats don't care about that? No. In fact, uh, 
my colleague, Mark Krikorian at the Center for Immigration Studies has, you know, very persuasively argued that, uh, you know, progressives, liberals, Democrats believe that the immigration laws of the United States are akin to Jim Crow, to the discriminatory laws uh, in the United States, uh, you know, throughout the 50s uh, that ended in the early 60s. And that preventing, uh, you know, Bill O'Reilly uh, from Massachusetts from, or allowing Bill O'Reilly to live and work in the United States, uh, but not allowing a similar person from San Pedro Sula, Honduras to live and work in the United States is just not fair. Right. Uh, and for that reason, the Biden administration refuses to enforce the laws because they just don't think they're fair. All right, Judge. Well, just a curious question uh, from me. When you were an immigration judge, who was the president? Uh, I served under both George W. Bush and Barack Obama. Was there any anomaly in either of those administrations that you had to deal with as a jurist? No, actually. And for what it's worth, if uh, President Biden would simply do what President Obama did at the border, we wouldn't have the problems that we have today, which just makes it all the more puzzling. All right, Judge, we really appreciate it. Thanks very much. And I hope we can talk again soon. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield Warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. Okay, here is a, a poll that's very interesting to me, and I think you'll find it the same. Um, this is from CBS News, and it is the top issues for both parties. So let's do Republicans first. Here are the top issues for the Republican Party, according to the CBS News poll. Inflation 
is the number one issue, 89 percent. Border, 85 percent. Energy production, 77 percent. Crime, 77 percent. Okay, I think that's accurate. Those are the four big issues for Republicans. Now on the Democratic side, number one issue, Social Security and Medicare entitlements, 78 percent. Again, this is big government giving, not giving, you pay into Social Security and Medicare, okay? But the Democrats are very interested in where that is and getting more. Okay, climate change, 71. Now, climate change doesn't come anywhere close on the Republican side. Third, abortion, same thing, 67% of Democrats are concerned about abortion and inflation down to 65%, where again, on the Republican side, it's 89%. So why are the Democrats less worried about their wallets than Republicans? Because of the big government. They want to be taken care of. The Democrats do. They want to be taken care of. Okay, that is the big deal. Now, here's a very important story. You know what I think about George Soros. For years, I've been tracking and reporting on him. Okay, so he's 92 years old, won't be around much longer. He has given $131 million in four years, 16 to 20, to 253 journalism and activist media groups. Okay, he's trying to buy media access. So $131 million in four years to these activist groups. This is according to a study by MRC Business, part of the Media Research Center, a conservative group. So who are the ones that are getting the money? Open Democracy. Okay, this is an organization that is heavily gay. And um, they say, quote, it's time to abolish the nuclear family. This is a family destruction organization. Okay, remember, in all the totalitarian regimes, they don't want traditional families. Okay, that's bad. The second group is free press. Okay, what is free press? This is a political group that attacked Donald Trump, all right, in a very, very aggressive way. Then we have Wikipedia. This is interesting. So everybody uses Wikipedia, right? Well, Soros gave them millions of dollars. Why? Because Wikipedia, its descriptions of what you look up are written by people who are primarily progressives. So I looked up O'Reilly Tiller. Remember Tiller, the abortion doctor, late term in Kansas who was assassinated? Okay, remember that? So I did a lot of reporting on Dr. Tiller, who basically was killing babies for $5,000. If you were a poor person and you didn't have five, he wasn't going to kill your baby. But he would do unbelievable things in violation of Kansas law. And after he was killed, his assistants lost their law, their medical licenses to practice in Kansas. But in my opinion, Tiller was Joseph Mangala. No difference. And I reported heavily on him. But Wikipedia blames me for his assassination. There you go. Soros money into Wikipedia. 
Then on the other front, the Pointer Institute in Florida, which puts itself up as this um, nonpartisan watchdog group, got a half million dollars from Soros. And NPR got 600,000. There you go. Soros buys influence. He buys access. Now his son, this is, a, this is great, Alexander Soros, age 37. He is going to take over when George kicks it. This year, he's made six separate trips to the White House. He met with Chief of Staff Ron Klain twice. He was on hand on April 8, 2022, when there was a confirmation celebration of Justice Brown Jackson to the Supreme Court at the White House. So Soros has got his tentacles in the Biden White House. Now, this is why I am so hard on Joe Biden, because he is not looking out for the entire country. He is under, he is a prisoner of the progressives. Now, Klain, who Alexandra Soros met twice with, he's a crazy progressive. And he controls Biden as chief of staff of the White House. All of this stuff never gets reported. But we're watching it closely. And there's no doubt about it. No two sides to this story. So 70, uh, 80 million Americans voted for Joe Biden, who's a prisoner of the progressive movement. Do you think those 80 million know that? No, most of them do not. Would it matter? Probably not with the hate Trump stuff, but they ought to know it. George Soros is the most extreme leftist operating in this country today at a level where he has influence. He is way off the chart. Okay. Terrible story out of Virginia. Abigail Zwerner, first grade teacher, shot by a six-year-old boy at the Rich Neck Elementary School in Newport News. School is mostly black. We don't know about the six-year-old because the Newport News police won't tell us anything. So what about how did this kid get the gun? Who are his parents? What is this all about? You can't charge a six-year-old in Virginia with anything. Okay, so he's going to go to foster care, this kid, but he's dangerous. He's a dangerous kid. So what about his parents? You don't get a gun and bring it to school and shoot your teacher in a normal home. Got to be a criminal home, right? Well, the Newport News police chief, Steve Drew, not going to tell anybody. They're going to be forced to, but that should be right up front. Who are the parents? How did the kid get the gun? Now, this teacher is going to survive, but this kid shot her in front of the class. 
first grade. You know, I'm tired of these police agencies covering up the crimes. I'm tired of it. And they do it because they're politically correct. That's why. So we're going to stay on it. Horrible. A six-year-old with a loaded gun going to school and shooting a teacher. And we can't find anything out about how the kid got the gun or what his parents or we can't, they won't say. That is so bad because there are other teachers, you know. Those parents have got to be charged with something. University of Michigan, good football team, loopy campus, campus. So it's $18 million out of the University of Michigan budget to pay 142 diversity, equity, and inclusion staff members. $18 million would cover more than 1,000 students on a scholarship to University of Michigan. No. We got to have diversity, equity, and inclusion on the campus of the University of Michigan. So... Where do they get the money? University of Michigan, where? From donors, from alumni. You know, it's a good school, or used to be. Now I wouldn't send anybody there. But it used to be a really good school, and they get a lot of money from their alumni. Well, there's where your money's going. Smart life. Okay. So we do this almost every day when we have something of note to save you money or to give you tips about health or how to deal with certain situations that we know everybody's dealing with. Smart life. You go to BillOReilly.com, and I hope you do it every day. Um, you will see our, we have it there. So you can see it rather than hear and watch me tell you about it. And by the way, I have a column, new column on BillOReilly.com. I hope you read it about apathy. And it's destroying America. Apathy. Okay, so smart life. There are some credit cards that when you buy stuff, they give you money back, cash back. So we looked at it, and I'm going to give you three. There are way more than three. And this is up to you. I'm not recommending this, okay? But these are options to get money in your pocket. Chase Freedom Unlimited, Chase Bank. So after you spend $500 in your account, they'll give you a $200 bonus. This is after the first three months. So you got to, you know, spend some money. Plus, you get 5% cash back on a bunch of stuff. Travel, groceries, 3% on restaurants, including takeout, blah, 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 blah. Chase Freedom Unlimited. If you don't pay your bill, okay, they can charge you 28% big interest. Just be aware. Okay? So you got to pay. Capital One, Saver One Reward. Same thing. Got to spend 500 bucks, you get $200 cash bonus. That's not bad within the first three months. Um... They can charge you 29% if you don't pay. 
and they have 3% cash back on dining, entertainment, streaming, grocery stores, on and on and on and on. Final one, Discover It Cash Back. This is the Discover card. So you get 5% cash back on everyday purchases, grocery stores, Amazon, restaurants, gas stations, up to a quarterly maximum. So there is a maximum on this, okay? And I think in the others, there is a maximum amount you can get back. So you got to look at it. And again, if you don't pay, they can hit you for 27% big. It's a lot of money. But if you are smart managing these credit cards, you can, you can get some money. But you got to read it, and you got to be able to afford to pay the balances when they come in. All right, this day in history, January 9th, 1918, the last battle between Native Americans and the U.S. military. So, this is 1918, World War I, still going on, right? This took place, it's called the Battle of Bear Valley in Arizona. And it was the Yaqui tribe, which was a tribe of Indians that went back and forth between Mexico and Arizona. And they were, you know, like nomadic, but they would steal horses and cattle and, you know, they were annoying. They weren't like Apaches. They had been neutralized at, that, at this point, but they were annoying. And they uh, came into contact with a U.S. military unit on the border, and there was a firefight. And that was the last battle, 1918. Now, if you read Killing Crazy Horse, the, most, the biggest campaign, the last campaign, was Chief Joseph in the Nez Perce up in the uh, Pacific Northwest. That was fascinating, okay? I'm, I'm very interested in the Native American saga in the USA. This is why I'm uh, telling you about. But this day in history, January 9th, 1918, last battle between U.S. military and Native Americans. So we got a uh, mail segment, and um, we got a final thought on Elvis Presley's birthday, which was yesterday, right back. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Okay, let's get to the mail. Remember, Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town if you wish to opine. Go to Sherry Rosen, Canoga Park, California. Do you think McCarthy supported the ominous bill? Has anything to do with his rejection as speaker? He did not support the omnibus bill. I can't say this. Omnibus bill. Omnibus. 
He didn't support it, Sherry. So you got, I know it's a lot of stuff coming at you, but he was against it. Bill Humphreys, Palmetto, Florida. I've said for years that term limits need to be in place. The current fiasco shows how egos, desire, personal interests are more important in public business. Yes, you're right. Term limits should be there, but they're not going to happen. Uh, Bill Phillips, Milford, Connecticut. If there was a time to get rid of the two-party system, it's now. George Washington warned us of the problems that a two-party system would cause. Enough already. Okay. Um, but with all the money in politics and the Supreme Court has ruled you can do that. Um, not the third party going to be very hard. So our system is our system. I don't like it either, but it's not going to change. Jerry Taylor, Nancy, Kentucky. Um, a friend of mine who lives in South Texas plans a trip to Mexico. He was warned by the Border Patrol to only travel on Highway 45 due to crime, kidnapping, and violence. I attribute the mess in Mexico to Joe Biden, his lack of interest in what's going on at the border. No, that's not fair to Biden. Mexico has been chaotic and violent for a long time. Long time, way before Biden got there. It is a corrupt country. Steve Cottle, Asheville, North Carolina, is not upholding the law the same as breaking the law. No because of prosecutional discretion. So it's a legal term, but if you don't uphold the law, that doesn't mean you break the law. However, with the oath of office, you're violating that, you can get booted. Won't happen, but you can. Andrew Steinle, Holly Springs, North Carolina. Hey, Bill, just want to say you were right regarding the airlines. My family is one of those unfortunate casualties of the Southwest debacle over Christmas. Our Southwest flight was canceled on Christmas Day. And uh, and then he goes on, Andrew, to tell the horror story. So and it's not getting any better. You book our airline. So I say, look, check in the bag, send them FedEx. Wherever you're going, don't check them. That's just crazy because if it gets canceled or whatever, you're dead. And the second thing is, if you can drive it, drive it. Stay overnight or whatever it takes, but you save money and time because those airlines, I mean, last week it's 40% of the flights were delayed, 40%. Cheryl Parker, Germantown, Tennessee. I am loving Killing the Legends. You're an excellent writer, Bill. I love how you have it in the present tense. I'm 65 and I loved Elvis. I also remember the Beatles and when John Lennon was shot, I learned many things from Killing the Legends. Still going strong. Yesterday was number 13 on the New York Times list, Killing the Legends. Can you believe it? This book came out in late September. It's now January. It's still number 13 on the New York Times list. So I'm really happy you liked it, Cheryl, and millions of other people like it as well. Rodney Hammond, Punta Gorda, Florida, just received the new no-spin red mug. I have to say it is one beautiful mug. Hey, all of our mugs, you know, stand up for your country and no spin, 
um, the new ones that we have, they're going to last forever. You're going to love them. Okay, so there you go. Word of the day, not be a snolly goster, S-N-O-L-L-Y-G-O-S-T-E-R. And all of our stuff, by the way, is in um, the BillOReilly.com store. So you got birthdays or stuff coming up. Um, go in there. We don't gouge you. We're, you know, keeping our prices down. We haven't raised them and, and all of that. And one thing that's almost out is the uh, Holly the Terror Dog pick. Throw that on up here. So um, I only signed a limited amount of these things. And uh, it's, it's pretty funny, I have to say. Look at the Terror Dog. Look at her. Extra snacks. No doubt about it. Back with a final thought in a moment. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundations in the Line of Duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, here's the final thought of the day on the No Spin News. Elvis Presley would have been 88 years old yesterday. It was his birthday. And in honor of that, I watched uh, on TCM last night, Elvis on tour. The guy, I've, you know, when I write about him in Killing the Legends, you're getting, you know, what happened to him and his life and that. You're not getting what he did on stage and how charismatic he was. I mean, I've seen them all. And Elvis Presley was the most charismatic stage performer ever. Whether you like him or not, or like his music or not, the guy was amazing in how he presented himself to his live audiences. It was just, I, I, last night I was watching, I went, look at this, you know, and it evolved. You could see it evolving. And he, you know, he's got the dopey uh, scarves and that big, he, but it worked. It worked. It, he's so charismatic, even at, at the end when he was bloated and, and all of that. And that's why you want to read Killing the Legends. You find out why that happened. But even at the end, he was just magic on stage. I never got to see him. I covered one of his concerts in Texas. 
I was outside the arena when Elvis left the building. His limo whizzed by me, but it had the smoky windows so you couldn't see him. But I never saw him. I, I made it a point to see everybody else. Okay, all of the other legacy performers. I just wish I had seen him. Okay, thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We will see you tomorrow. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful. A lot of anxiety. And it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by faith.